This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. So Hannah's wearing a kit tonight, which we're going to come on to very soon. Her new kit that she got today. Uh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's not, it's it's not the best. It's a thing of actual beauty, as no, you know. The badge is a bit, a bit crap. Do you know what? It's the same colour as my old school uniform, which my school was in Stockport. So it feels slightly triggering. Um, like it's exactly the same, like same yellow. Exactly the same yellow. Same yellow. Well, we've got a different show. What we're we doing today, is it different or is it kind of similar, I mean, a bit different? Kind of back to basics. It's not a, we've got special guests, but it's not a special. It's not a special. Well, it is a special as well, though. We've got special, well, special. It's always guests. special. It is. It is. You're back from Spain. We'll get onto that soon. Um, half a portion of chips. We'll get onto that as well. But we've got a different producer tonight. We have producer Grant joining us, don't we? This oh. producer Grant is the least intimidating, I think, of the three producers that we've had so far. You don't know I think Grant. He's at least as bad as us. You don't know Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's bring producer Grant in to say hello. <laughs> producer Grant, welcome. Good evening. How are you doing? Cracking it. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm mighty good. Buzzing to be on the the producer side of things. This is it's a bit it's uncharted territory for me. It's fun though. Mm. I, did, I think I did it for you. Did the Crawley interview, Hannah? Didn't you? Yeah. And I did the producing. I, I found it really good because, like, I, 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 I was naked because I wasn't on camera. Um, no one knew what was going on. It was it was incredible. Um, so I'm mean, usually like that a more league look anyway. So yeah, I know. But then Harry McCurdy showed me up that one time, so I keep my clothes on now. <laughs> yeah. um, tell us who you are then, and who you support. So I'm I'm Grant. I'm the other half of the lower league look. For anyone that's listening to this, that's listened or watched any lower league look stuff, mm-hmm. this isn't a lower league look takeover because we are partnered with the real AFL. I'm I for my sins support Hartlepool United. <laughs> you see, I just kind of went down there. Yeah, <laughs> like us last silence. season. And a moment of silence for the pools there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, tough last so this season. is retaining your association with the EFL. 
in yeah, some way. Always. I mean, there's a real. <laughs> we've got a real national league page as well. So. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. We've also got a national league look that we just haven't touched yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, do you know what? We'll we'll Josh. We, we'll talk about pools. I know they're not national league, but what have you done so far this summer? Anything? Anything to get excited about? Anything that can, can we expect to see you back in twelve months' time? Do you think? I don't know. It's it's going to be a different season. I think it's going to be a better season than when we first went down the national league. I've got higher expectations because we know we now know what to expect of the national league. We know what the teams are going to be like that we're going to be playing against. I, I think our signings so far have been much, much better than our signings last time when we went down. I um, I do think we've got a better core of a team and John Askey as a manager is a much better manager taking us in. I am, so yeah. I'm a lot more confident in being able to have at least a playoff finish um, this season. Nice. Well, Hannah, you came up last from the uh, the National League out of all of us. Yeah. What do you think? Is it? I think it's going to be an easier National League this season. You, the Stockport have come up, Wrexham yeah. have come up, Knox County. It should be an easier still, spread. Still Chesterfield kicking around, aren't they? I think they, they've been on the cusp of things for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So I'd expect to see them playing a role. Ben Kellett's gone to Barnsley. That was... Yeah. That was a su- that was a surprise. I think that's a surprise to Ben Killip as well. I think, I think-, I think the, the scout must have just been at the county game at the end of the season, and then just it was like, yeah, okay. Scout was at the county game. His agent was there as well. Probably the <laughs> Barnsley director of football was there as well, and they've probably all just got together, and it's been the perfect trifecta to get them yeah. signed. Well, it's on Sky, good, wasn't good it? Good luck, Barnsley. <laughs> We're going to be getting Barnsley down in the lower leagues properly next season. Um, well, Grant's going to Grant's going to be in the little chat tonight, and he's going to be giving us directions. So anything that we do is Grant's fault. So yeah, you're going to take that responsibility, that. Grant. I like it. It's, yeah, plausible deniability for us. If something goes wrong, it's probably my fault tonight. Which is pretty much a motto on life as well, where I'm concerned. If something goes wrong, it's usually Grant's fault. Yep. Right, well, Grant, I'm going to get you in your producer box. Enjoy. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming. We'll see you soon. We have a guest from Swindon Town joining us. We have Fifey from Fools Rush In. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm, I'm buzzing to be here. Absolutely buzzing. I'm delighted to be a, uh, what is it that, how did you describe it? The non-special special guest. I'll take that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... You're paraphrasing. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we said that. Yeah. Oh, that's what she said. I I'm it. pretty sure that's what she said. Grant, Grant can time map that as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so you're here, obviously, you're from the, the Fool's Rushing uh, podcast. Do you, right, I need to know because I've never known this. Do you call yourselves a podcast or do you call yourselves a vlog? Because there's so different, isn't there? We, we went into it to call ourselves a podcast. Um, it just organically happened that we've gone from recorded episodes to live streaming. So we still call ourselves podcast, even though technically we're probably more of a vlog. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically we're more of a, a live stream, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. My, one of my favourite ones as well. Um, and weirdly, the only one that my missus will watch. And she thinks we're from Salford. She does think that it's, she still <laughs> thinks it's a Salford City podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, uh... we love that so much. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, she she watches it, but not when I'm on. No, so when I'm on, she don't watch it. But that's because the... you take us to bed with you. We're told. 
I do, I do go to bed. People tell um, me that all the time. It is a little bit discerning, disconcerting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I mean, like, I, my missus, when obviously we were doing quite a lot of lower league look stuff, she used to listen to episodes of the lower league look on a night when she went to bed when I was still down here. And I used to go upstairs and I'd be like, why can I hear my voice? And she'd be listening. She'd be like, oh, it puts me to sleep. And I'm like, I don't know whether that's an insult or not. She says it was comforting. I think that she was just basically saying you've got a really dull voice. But maybe you've, uh, maybe you've, your accent is that ASMR type people really like. No. It has been voted the best accent. <laughs> no. It has been voted the best accent in the country. Let's just point that out. I think. Uh, people from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> Spain, there was um, a lady that big up the Pinatar Massif. When I was in Spain, there was a lady uh, by the pool and she said to her husband, I think that woman over there is on the podcast that you were listening to in bed last night. <laughs> so it wasn't even <laughs> like that. It was his wife, which was kind of lovely, but also, yeah, I was a bit like, oh, yes. That's, that's what you want. That's, that is what you want. Do you know what's exciting for me about this tonight? So I, I think I've been on Fool's Rushing, I want to say four or five times. It's easily five. Yeah. I've never interviewed you. I've, no. You've always been the host. This is the first mm -hmm. time Fife has not been the host where I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So I've only um, been on it twice, but, you know, together well, you know so. you both set to you both set to up them numbers in a couple of weeks though. oh I yeah do. but you know what i found out today we've got a pre-season friendly that night so you're taking priority over stockport county what's Thank what you. day is it by the way well in fact we'll talk about that because i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i agree to things and then just wait till the day to find out but yeah, last friday uh, in july oh be right be right be right <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work um Hannah, just so you know as well, I haven't just been on five times. I actually won fan guest of the year. Oh. So I, I'm well, a, that, I'm that's a... lovely, but Grant's telling us to move on. So it's only because he wants to, to be go fair. Bed. When you won it, you were one of only about four guests we'd had because it was still fairly early days. We've had people like Hannah on since. So yeah, and I also created a category. Um, that only I could win. Only I could win. There are only Liam's votes in it. Best fan mascot guest. And I won it. <laughs> um, so, right. Well, look, the reason we've got you on five years, we wanted to do, uh, we wanted to kind of work with other podcasts or, yep. or vlogs, whatever we're calling them. Um, but with it being pre season, we want to find out what is going on. And I kind of, <laughs> not made a lot. A, made, well, exactly. I made a bit of a dig at Swindon, which, uh, shock. You know, you, you know, I like to do, but. What is going on at Swindon? Because I just, I don't know what's happening. I can't work out. So so here's the thing, and, and hopefully this will come across for however long you ask me questions. I've I've organically now got this reputation of, of being very negative. Now, to a point, it's it's true. I, I've become quite cynical as, as I've rolled into my 30s and beyond. Um, but... Uh, I also do it much like you. I, I do certain bits for, for effect because that's in, in essence what we're trying to do. We're trying to get a reaction out of people. Uh, what is going on at Swindon? If you believe everything you're told, there is lots going on, but not a lot of result from that hard work. Um, I'm, I'm slightly worried by the lack of anything official that's happened, if I'm being completely honest, but... Uh, what some people think is a sarcastic point that I make when I'm when I'm on Twitter and stuff is actually true. Um, we are 
if if we're not after, I, I know people are saying the League Two market generally is quite quiet at the minute and not much is going on. To be fair, there has been like nearly 200 players signed, I think, throughout the division uh, already this summer. Um, but what what does excite me a little bit, or the, or the little bit of hope that I'm hanging on to, is if we're not after the calibre of player that's already been signed, because I think there's a lot of good business being done quite early doors. I'm very excited for the calibre of player we are after, because if we're not after them, we must be after someone excellent. Oh, the opposite. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying not to think. We, we might be after this. We might get yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there might, there'll be as well. There'll be people who are still sitting on transfer lists. There'll yep. be, you know, signings that come in, and they they need to make room in the squad, and maybe it's not something they necessarily planned for. So that they'll, you know, there'll be movement beyond your twenty-one-year-old goalkeeper and eighteen-year-old midfielder that's come up from the academy. It'll be fine. Well, I saw um, I, I saw a tweet go out earlier. Actually, um, I, I, I don't know if we're supposed to name drop other people on this one or not. So go wild. Uh, well, I saw I saw Gabe Sutton tweeted the, uh, earlier. Who's your Who's your favourite signing? And all the Swindon fans sarcastically said the goalkeeper because he's our only signing. And I, I replied and said, Am I allowed to say Dorzak because we signed him from our youth team? And I actually think he looks like he's going to be a, a half decent player. So I tried to find an alternative route around it. And you know what? They're both young and, it, you know, some of it's about longevity for the squad and long-term planning. So just... <laughs> that, that involves actual long-term planning, though. <laughs> I've been away for a week and it's such a good mood. I mean, I'm going to try. I'm really, really going to try and be as positive as I can, but I can't, I can't have that. Sorry. Well, speaking of positive, so... You know what's coming. I'm going to move on to him in a minute. But the difference for me this season is last summer, myself and Grant, when we were doing the lower league look, and when we were looking at what we thought would happen in the season just gone, we kind of said, we think Swindon have got kind of a mid-table team. And so many Mm -hmm. Swindon fans jumped down our throats. This season, Mm -hmm. Swindon fans kind of seem accepting of that not accepting of that but they kind of acknowledge it now that they've gone hang on we've got so much work to do and at the minute we're not there there's one fan who (laughs) we all love uh ben ben from fools rushing guys if you give fools rushing a listen just listen to some of the things that ben says you'll shake your head the entire way through you probably end up with a concussion because your head will be moving that much (laughs) but at the same time you can't help but exactly you can't help but love him he, and I'm going to specifically bring up an incident last week where this, this sums <laughs> yeah. up some Swindon fans for me. Mm-hmm. Ben tweeted last week, I'm now officially getting worried. Okay. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. After after shouting the likes of myself down a lot because mm-hmm. nothing had happened, he, he confirmed he was now officially worried. Yeah. He's no longer worried. Because no, you released really the kit. kit. Yeah. Because you released the kit. You, re- <laughs> you released the kit and signed a QPR goalkeeper, and he was like, "It's all looking good now." Yeah. What do you mean? That's it's all looking good. That's all that's he needed. All, that was all he wanted, and it was like, I I struggle so much, like to the point where he knows I've got him on mute because I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I love that your I greatest source of content days. is on mute. <laughs> yeah. But every now and again, I just go on and read his profile, or I have a look at what's going on. Or you, you'll, you'll go. You need to get on and have a look. And <laughs> you it, need to unmute it. Yeah, we need to have a look at what's been said because it can be an absolute rabbit hole of information. And it's like it's very right. Ryan's obviously 
we 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 work with Ryan, so Ryan yeah. will put something out, and if it's got the tiniest, tiniest little portion that yeah. backs him up in the slightest, he'll yeah. cling on to that. He'll ignore the entire rest of the tweet and every other bit of information. That little bit is all that comes, and it's amazing. So yeah, I mean, so what we have to what we have to clarify and quantify at the same time um, <laughs> is. One of the things I love about Ben is he is uber positive. He is he is still now, and he is a little bit older than me, but he is still now what I was, say, I don't know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and But what he is also is he's very definite in his mindset. And once he's made a decision, right or wrong, you cannot change that decision. No matter how much actual fact... Or, or how much actual detail you put around something, <laughs> um, but I love that. And, yeah. and a lot of people, um, a lot of people think, and we try and clarify this a few times because on our pod sometimes it can look like it's getting a bit heated. We all agreed from day one. We're there to discuss Swindon Town because we're all fans. We're all passionate, and we all have our own characters. Yeah, we can discuss, we can debate, and we can, you know, we can argue. And me and Ben have had some arguments, believe me. Um, but we, we never actually fall out about it. So so we will be quite quite adamant about our points. But I know I'm not going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. He knows he could actually change mine if he's got facts. Because I'm quite a logical thinker. I like facts. And once I once I feel I've got something, I will go with that. Um, so, so people can change my mind if there's actual facts and detail. Because I'm not... Blinked enough to say, I know what's going on in the world of football. Um, but yeah, so this is why I love having these discussions with Ben, because he is the content that I couldn't do myself. Um, so like I say, people yeah. think I've come quite negative, but it's not. It's just Ben's so positive. It's easy to then go in and say, well, you're saying this, but A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same as um, we, if there are people who are uber negative about mm-hmm. pretty much the same topic, I could say, yeah, but actually, A, B, C, D, and, and try and be really positive about it. Yeah, and without yeah. those people, it's hard to kind of create the content. And that's like you say, that's why I love dragging Ben into conversations sometimes. And it's yeah. it, it's just so when we do the six, you end up down a rabbit hole. Though is a problem. You, you do um, the, the coffee. The coffee one last week, I, I got a headache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For anyone who look, we'll tweet it out. We'll get Ryan to tweet it out just to just to retweet it. Um, and have a look at the the coffee Costa Coffee. That is the that is the perfect look of Swindon Town's preseason. <laughs> but before preseason, yeah, let's box off last season because shambles. I don't feel like we've done, well. It was a shambles, wasn't it? But I have a question that I've I've asked you before, okay. but every time I've asked you, it's been kind of around the other guys. So we've never actually had a chance to have a uh-huh. discussion about it. Do you think, in hindsight, now? Mm-hmm. You should have kept Scott Lindsay. Um, it's it's a very difficult one. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, as you could say. Well, it clearly didn't work with Jody. Um, not necessarily. Um, I think the problem he had was a lot of the fan base did turn, and mm-hmm. once a fan base turns, you both know. Um, you know, it it can be very difficult. Um, so I think he did a reasonable job. Uh, and, you know, we were in and around the playoffs still when he left. Yeah. I don't think it's so much we should have kept Lindsay. It's just maybe Morris wasn't the right follow-on. Which which is a shame because I, I for one, was quite excited when we... Because I believed he would he would really push us on. But it, it just wasn't to be. And these things happen sometimes. 
So no, it, it might not be a case of we should have kept Lindsay. It's maybe a case of there was a better appointment than Morris. Hmm. And so I remember having a conversation, not to go back to Ben again, but you know, it was, we shouldn't be fifth. We should be, you know, third. This isn't good enough. And yeah. and that was that was. I don't know whether his reaction was. Um, reflective of the fan base generally or was was that a it's again response swindon all fan bases i'm sure like it i notice it more because it's swindon our, our yeah. fans will will polarize each other um you know you are either happy clapper or doom merchant you cannot be in the middle you have to pick a side <laughs> um i think and i know liam and i have discussed this before we had relative success with Lindsay in terms of where we were in a position. But the problem was the standard of football what didn't match what Swindon's expectation was. So we had an expectation yeah. of a finish and we had an expectation of the football. And the finish was probably just below where we were expecting because every team wants to improve from the mm -hmm. previous season. So a lot, of, a lot of fans will tell you we had a good year the year before because we got to the playoffs and we lost on penalty shootouts in the semis. I still class that as a failure. And no matter what people tell me, the squad we had is more than capable of promotion that year. So the fact that we scraped the playoffs and then bottled a lead from the first leg was unacceptable for me. I know so that feeling. <laughs> so if you've finished here, you want to take that next step. And, yeah. and the next step from, from obviously making the playoffs is automatic. So that's really what we're looking at. We, we, we're not probably naive enough to have said we are going to win this league, but we were definitely, a lot of us were thinking promotion. Um, we were in and around the playoffs, but because of that standard of football I mentioned, people were like, we can't keep sort of getting these results. The results will drop off. And that's why people weren't backing Lindsay, in my opinion. Can I just... Um to deviate away from the conversation a little bit here now grant is producer tonight five years you know um, yes he is he, he's never been and he producer. is producing he is he's now but what what grant doesn't know is that we point out things that the producer says in the little <laughs> chat at the side now grant has just wrote in the chat to the three of us a podcast of playoff bottlers because <laughs> Stockport lost in the final we lost in the semis and you lost last year and grant here's the thing You've got to be in the playoffs to bottle it. You've got to be in League Two. You've got to be in League Two to get into the League Two playoffs. So whilst we're whilst we're discussing, you know, maybe looking at trying to get the autos or get into the League Two playoffs again, you you have a Google of where Dorking is and get yourself ready for the upcoming season. And <laughs> let's move back in. So yeah, I've got to grant a bit now. It's a pretty. <laughs> but, you are right. Like you, you do always want to improve, and like I, I was one of those that felt that your season before the one just gone was kind of a success. And what I don't mean a success in terms of the end result, because yeah. that squad that you did, that that squad should have gone up automatics. You were in a yeah. very strong position. Yep, yeah. agree. But in terms of where you were off the field, you shouldn't yeah. have been there. That, and I think that's like. You look at the three teams that were in the same position, yourself, Scunthorpe, Oldham, they they bottled out of the league completely. You kind of went and brought in players on really low wages and Ben Garner got you guys playing he did. phenomenal football for this league. And so yeah, this this season's been a 
it has really it's been a failure yeah there's no way to really disguise oh, 100%, 100%. it um, i think that's one of the only things that all fans will agree on yeah and i think that's that's but that's a good thing the fact that everybody can kind of unite and have that clear view of what look we know where we're at this is what went wrong we all agree it went wrong no one's trying to sugarcoat well say no one's trying to sugarcoat it some people can still try but but it's those off-field issues that you talk about, which I think is where the, the divide is coming from. Because if you go back to then, you've got people like me saying the season was a failure. You've got mm-hmm. everyone else saying, we were two days from not having a club. You're like, well, you can't argue with that. That's fact. Yeah. But but there's nine months since then, and we didn't do our job effectively enough to get promoted. So now you've got a point where we've just had a shambles of a season and you've got certain people pointing the finger at the club. I'm I'm included in that. I'm saying X, Y, Z is clearly wrong. You didn't react. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. But then you've got the, the other side of the divide, which are still focusing on the, we're now considerably less debt than we had. People are saying debt-free, which is false. Uh, we now own the ground. And, and you're like, yeah, but what's the point in owning a ground that seemingly no fans are want to, going to go, want to go to because our season tickets are going up in prices, our match day prices are going up. We're playing rubbish football. You know, now that's not saying Flynn's going to play rubbish football. I know you're a big fan of Flynn, and I will reserve judgment until I've seen it. But mm-hmm. right up to this point, playing rubbish football for more expensive, we've got a worse squad than how we finished the season. And and people that keep pulling me up on the negative side of things, it's like I want to be positive, but I need something to be positive about. Mm-hmm. You, your grounds next to the magic roundabout that's a positive yeah but and then we designed our kit around the magic roundabout <laughs> the magic roundabout's on the front of the shirt which is quite which, ironic to be fair, because I, you're going to be going around in circles off. all season I, I wrote the shirt off it, it has grown on me a bit it was like a 4 when they announced it uh, <laughs> I've put it up to like a 5.5 or 6 out of 10 now I'm going to go and have a look for it while I do that What? so you like Starting afresh for 23, 24, new management. Yep. Um, what are your expectations or aspirations for this season coming? And who are you not looking forward to and looking forward to meeting? My personal aspirations, no matter, this isn't just League Two and, and delusions of grandeur or anything. This is every season. Unless something's gone horribly wrong somewhere, we start on the same points as everyone else. So we have just as much chance of promotion as anyone else. So until it's not possible, you aim for the highest. So I'm looking for first until we can't get first. And I'm looking for automatics until we can't get automatics. And then I'm looking for playoffs until we can't get playoffs. That's my personal. Based on what we have at the moment, I think League Two is a lot stronger than it was last year. I think we are weaker than we were last year as it currently stands. So realistically, at time of you know this going out, we're, we're looking um, sort of 12th to 16th place finish. Um, but I, I believe, and as I said earlier, that the calibre of player that we must be looking at, if we're not looking at these other players, we, we could have some real talent coming in yet. And you, when you've got players like Charlie Austin, there's always a chance. If you can, if you can build your team around players like that, there is always a chance. So my personal ambition will be, promotion let's go for the title until we can't go for the title but realistically at this moment in time we are a, a lower mid table squad um you you who, asked about yeah who, so who's going to be so if you're lower mid table who's going to be above you 
Stockport for one. Yes. 100%. My birthday, Swindon away is my birthday fix. I know. And so interesting story about that. You've already told me it's your birthday for that game. It's it's Fools Rushing's third birthday or third oh. anniversary that weekend as well. So we've been talking about trying to do a hospitality game if we, if we can all get the, the time to do it that day. Um, so you never know. There might be a, a fool's meet Hannah in person on, on Stockport. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I said to, to Liam sort of off camera, um, I'm very impressed. I know some of your fans, kind of similar to ours, are like we haven't done enough business yet. Oh, we've got Nick Powell now. That's all. Yeah, stuff. the difference is... Um, and, and and I never I try not to do it because I'm going to butcher it anyway. The, the defender you signed from Salford, yeah, I really really rate him as a top top signing. Mm-hmm. Adding Powell to that as well. Now your squad was already good enough. You know you you probably should have gone up last year, but it was that start. I know you you had the start, so your squad was already good enough, and you're adding to that. Um, so I, I very much at this moment in time rating Stockport. Thank you. I think based on what you've just said there as well, um, I'm bringing obviously bringing another club into this argument or two other clubs into this this conversation. It's not an argument, okay. conversation. Doncaster and Mansfield. Now, yeah. when I say I'm bringing them in, their fans at the minute, Mansfield especially, are in my DMs a lot asking me why I don't think they're going to be top three. And my argument to them is, You've got clubs like Stockport, Salford, Bradford, who were in the playoffs, missed out. I'm not. I'm not thinking Salford. I I am because purely because they've kept their core together and they've added quality. Yeah. And Bradford mm-hmm. have done. I feel like Bradford have done the same. We haven't added. Not every player we've signed has been quality, but we've added some good signings. Stockport have done the same. And this is. I was trying to explain. And I'm putting this out because then I don't have to keep repeating myself to Doncaster mm-hmm. fans. Doncaster as well have had a phenomenal. Yeah, transfer window. Yeah, but they were building on nothing. Yeah, because there was they were so poor last season. Yeah, so where they are now is where we Stockport and Salford finished. Started. Yeah, we when we finished the season, yeah. that's we we were at that level. So they've caught up to where we were, but we've kind of now added. So we we're still ahead. I feel. And I do think that, you know, there'll be signings that are made and Mansfield fans are the same. They, you know, they got really excited and started tweeting me when they, they signed a player who they'd Baby had on loan last season. No, they, well, Cargill was the other. And who was the, uh, there was the lad that they signed on, who they had on low, loan last season. Uh, Swan? Swan, sorry, yeah, Swan. And when they signed Swan, they were like, what do you think now? I was like, well. They're not get him as well, the goalkeeper recently. Yeah, but this yeah. was before Pim, and they they were basically saying, "Look, we've we've signed Swan. How can you not think that we're going to be up there?" I said, "Well, you had Swan last season, and you you weren't there." So there's a lot of blame around injuries and things where Mansfield are concerned. And don't get me wrong, they had some horrific injuries. Yep. But what was the squad game though? It is, and it's about how your management and your coaches look after them injured players and. Yeah how things are treated and don't run this freak injuries and things like that. But what I was trying to explain to them was they've, they've all used that excuse. It's been injuries. That's why we've not performed. That's why we didn't make the playoffs, but all the players that they've signed have not played a full season of football in three, four years because they've been injured. So they've brought in very injury prone players. And I'm not saying that Mansfield problems, Mansfield's problems, for example, are down to injuries. They are. And all I'm doing is saying, well, if you're saying that injuries are the problem, 
you don't sign players that are injury prone. Like I, I can't get my head around it. And look, I'm not saying that we're right and we think Mansfield are going to finish, you know, seventh, eighth, whatever. I, I don't really know. They could finish top three, but I just don't see it. And that's all it is. Um, yeah, I think that's it. There's not been anything to to, to tell us otherwise that they would finish higher than last season. There's there's literally nothing to go off. So yes, you're right. Maybe they will, but like at this point. Um, and Fifey, what about the teams that have come up and the teams that have come down? Um, so a lot of people aren't are obviously when you're having the argument or discussion about transfers saying Wrexham haven't signed anyone. No, they haven't quite right. Um, but let's not forget they spent the last, what, two years building a league one squad in the national yeah. league. So mm-hmm. they, they're already equipped and I'm sure they will do some business. Um, then you've got uh, Notts County um, who, who I actually think will be, will they be classed as dark horses? I, I think they're going to be a very difficult team to beat. Um, this this coming season, yeah. um, NK Dons came down. Um, I know very early doors after the relegation, there was some concern about them, um, but they appointed Alexander, didn't they? Who, mm-hmm. who I think mm-hmm. uh, who I think is a, a very good manager at this level and, and more than capable. Um, he's in that sort of bracket you would you would have there, and they've made a, a couple of decent additions to, to start refreshing their squad. Yeah. Um, Accrington, another one that starts to come down. They're, they're, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm less worried because that would be disrespectful. Um, but they're, they're not a team I'm really looking at as genuine promotion contenders, should we say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think MK Dons are, are probably, of the relegated sides, the one that I'm thinking are most likely at this stage to go back up. Yeah, I think um, Graham Alexander and they've they've done a lot of business at the beginning of the transfer window. But Ryan added in the in the chat actually that that's what they did last year. That's that's what they do. They they go early, and it makes sense. I mean, that was our issue last season that we had all of this all of these new players appear during the transfer window, and then the season started, and they weren't used to playing together. The way I kind of look at that kind of thing because because there are people and quite rightly they'll make the argument the window's open to a certain date which means you can sign players up to that date mm-hmm. and if I'm looking at my own team I'm saying we cannot afford to wait until deadline day to bring in say nine players mm-hmm. what what realistically I'm looking for is we've got the nucleus of a squad there it might not be the great best squad in the league but we've got the nucleus there I want to have the like the first 11 in place for the first game of the season and then we can carry on building. If you can improve on that first eleven in, in then the, the couple of weeks leading up to deadline day, great. But you want a, a first eleven in place, and then you build around that to, to form the squad for the season up until deadline day. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, we're going to have for the first ever time, Hannah, um, and we're going to carry on on the uh, the teams that have joined us afterwards because I've got I've got a, there's a some stuff happened. Um, we're going to have an advert. So this is our first ever ad break, and we'll see you in however long this ad break goes on, because we don't know yet. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we can just carry on now as if that advert just happened beautifully. Look at that. Honestly, it's like professionalism. Um, we were talking about teams just that have come down. You said, people, just know, Imps fans, just know, back again. Back again. And there we have Cornell joining us. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to want some royalties for that. Anyone? Is that the advert? No, there's so many confused people right now wondering what is going on. Um, well, look, we were talking about teams that have joined us, and you, you mentioned Accrington as a team that aren't concerning you. F- for me, again, I agree 100%. I, I saw some Accrington fans saying that they thought they were going to walk the league, and I just stupid, <laughs> absolutely 10th at best. Um, and that's, I think, being really generous. And that, look, again, could be wrong, but looking at the teams in the league, it's going to be tough. Morecambe. And we need to kind of talk about that's, Morecambe. That's a, that's a problem. Morecambe's a big problem. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen what happened today, Hannah. No, tell so me. Morecambe's friendly has been cancelled. Oh, no, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. So for anyone who doesn't know, so I'm just going to pull the uh, the, the little article up here. Working just so, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was working. To, that's what I was trying to find, but I was yeah. trying to be really smart about Injuries it. Injuries and, and... Um, Morecambe unable to field a side. In pre-season mm-hmm. now. Now bear in mind the entire trialist family is available. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're all available. Um and you've got the thing is you've got so many players, like you say, that are available. And that, that for me is I don't I'm, in pre-season you don't have a limit on how many trialists you can play. And that no. that for me is the perfect time to go. Do you know what? Let let me contact every player I know that's not got a club. That's potentially interested because there's a, there'll be more than eleven, and not even bring... that. Just players looking to get some game time while they haven't got a club. Yeah, yeah. bring them in. Let's let's see. Somewhat, what yeah, anyone that's been released and yeah, yeah. But as as Grant has pointed out, um, Morecambe have the best manager at League Two level um, in Derek Adams. You're not going to get a better manager than Derek Adams at this level, as we found out. That's why he relegated himself from League One because he just wanted to be the best. So. But yeah, for me, Morecambe's a very, very. I worry about Morecambe this season. Like, as in, I don't just yeah. worry that they're not going to meet their fans' expectations. I you're, worry. You're worrying they don't meet the season. Well, yeah, first of all. And if they do meet the season, I worry that they're not going to be able to survive this season. They're going to go down. At the minute, for me, it's Swindon and Morecambe. And I'm joking. I'm joking. I just had to, <laughs> right. I had to say it. I had to say it because I I got warned not to wine swindon. So I've done it. 
I've done it now. What are they going to do? Like Louis Spencer. So, obviously, teams coming up, we've seen Wrexham. You mentioned Wrexham not making yeah. any signings. They don't need to, as it stands. Let's be honest. They could field a side now that would be competitive. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I'm going to ask you as well, because you played this, not this Wrexham side, but you played not far off this Wrexham side yeah. in the National League. What can we expect from... And I know what to get. I know what to expect from Phil Parkinson, mm. but what can we expect from this Wrexham side? I think. What do I think? I mean, they've been strengthened since as well. So, like Andy, Can- was it Andy Cannon? Yeah, that came across from Hull. That was with us at the end of yeah last season. Um, ben Foster. I don't. I think it will be really. I'm genuinely kind of intrigued and interested to see whether because there's a different style of football in National League as well it's that kind of hoof Mm. ball and it's much more I don't know I feel like with the caliber of the players that they've got and you know as you said that they're a league one side that should be no trouble for them they should just you know slip into it and it'll be beautiful they've got the same team as last season there's there's no one in like yeah. at all they've released a few but they've gone to Carnarvon and Barnet and you know that they've not weakened their squad um they've tried to bring in players they tried to bring in Powell didn't they yeah so. I, it's, I think from what I kind of from unofficial sources as well you know they've abandoning about massive salaries which is causing issues kind of mm-hmm. across the league with um with recruitment and and players becoming potentially overpriced and and then going on to the next club and and thinking that's their market value and and you know it it having knock on yeah. consequences but it's a 15 also, pound cost of coffee that's where Right, <laughs> um, but I think it, it's interesting as well. You know, as a, as a player, it, you're I don't know midway through your career. Do you want to go to Wrexham potentially be on a paper play basis and fight for your uh, spot week in week out, or do you want to go to somewhere where it's maybe a bit less profile, a bit less high profile, and you're a, a bigger fish in the pond and you know a bit of a big deal. Hmm you know uh, a revered by the by the club and the fans because it's not about the owners and the the star power i don't know maybe but maybe that i don't know that the thing is it's all it's all very interesting isn't yeah. it i mean you're talking about their players being like overpriced and oversaturated in the market and stuff and again i i don't personally but <laughs> i mean i saw a, a tweet either yesterday or the day before, saying that one of the players that we're supposed to have missed out on went to the club for an extra £100 a week. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> There's no way we've lost the player for £100 no. a week. And, and I, yeah. I, I I agree that that, that it's probably not helping. And, I, and to be fair, I don't think that Wrexham are necessarily the only ones that are firing those big wages about causing the problems. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think Stockport are probably up there as well. Um. I'm struggling. I wouldn't like to be able to comment. I have a, I have an argument with this, if, mm. if I may. Yeah, go um, on. One team, potentially two teams, at most, can saturate a market and, and inflate it. Yeah. But if you've got, say, you're saying Wrexham and you're saying Stockport, people are saying Warsaw are doing it. 
Gillingham. Gillingham. You've now got, that's four teams before we've even tried to think about it. As soon as it's more than, say, two, it's not inflating the market and it's just now become the going rate. Yeah. So if you've got teams, and again, I can only talk about mine, who are quoting competitive budgets. Yes. You, If you're competitive, you're competing with the going rate. Now, if you now, if, if teams like Wrexham and Stockport and Warsaw are paying more, then are we saying, again, talk about my team, a competitive budget for what League Two was last season? Because mm-hmm. last season, everyone, no matter what your job is, everyone's expecting pay rise and stuff every year, you know, yeah. cost of living, et cetera, et cetera. You expect your wage to go. So if you're basing it on X, but the going rate is actually Y, then you're not competitive anymore. And this is not, this is a discussion I do have a lot because we we got told that there are many quotes, and unfortunately it's Swindon, that the main quote is that we would have open open and clear communication, which has gone gone out the window completely, in my opinion. You know, without wishing to sound disrespectful, when everything was rosy amongst the fan base, we had people in vans going round, giving out season tickets and pulling pints and stuff. And it was all a big PR masterclass. But as soon as things don't go right, you hear from nobody. Mm. Nothing happens. Yeah. Um, so this is where, and again, I'm no expert on the finance of football, but there are certain quotes that people make that they have to be careful making. So again, in, in relation to my club, that... There was one that says we've learned from our mistakes, but no one's actually clarified what mistakes we've learned from. And and even in yeah. within Fools Rushin, we've argued about what mistakes have been learned from. But when you use quotes like competitive budget, you have to be sure that you have a competitive budget. So I have a I have a response to that, and it was it was something that it's not just come from the Swindon thing. This has come from it was Doncaster. So Doncaster mm-hmm. did the same uh, before the season ended. They came out and said that they'd be having a significant yes. cash. And that was yeah. what... And, and it, and it, I remember that, yeah. For me, what football clubs are very good at doing is saying one thing, mm-hmm. but not clarifying what that means so that it's open to... Because the fans will always think the best. You will Automatically, yeah. you will always go... Yeah, well, Grant's just said in the, uh, in the, in the chat, playoff budget Hartlepool last season Rash Singh came out and said we have a playoff budget what he didn't say was what league that playoff was <laughs> and what, what year he was referring to but this is the thing and it's like your your guys are saying you've got a competitive budget but who are you competing with yeah. because that's where the problems lie because you take those words competitive budget and you go as a fan you think oh we're competing yeah. at the top of the league but yeah. realistically the club may be thinking, right, this season, our aim is to get into the playoffs and they have a competitive budget for that. But they, because mm-hmm. they never say it, it gives them a little bit of clawback yeah. when, when things necessarily 100%. don't go right. And I suppose the difference as well with your Wrexhams and your Stockports is when financial fair play comes into it. Like mm-hmm. Gillingham, I think, will be really interesting to see how they fare because commercially they don't appear to be you know, particularly outstanding. I, th- you know, the the ground isn't well. They've got the whatever the longest standing temporary stands in the football <laughs> there's league. A, there's a certain point where it's no longer temporary. Let's <laughs> but you know, what I mean, it's like I can't see that they're making the money that they'd need to off um, merchandise and shirt sales or hospitality. So you know. 
at some point the Gallansons are going to have to rein it in. And again, I, 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 again, I can only really comment from my own club's perspective. But we've got seven thousand six hundred ninety-eight sponsors. Uh, we've got one of the highest price season tickets in the league. We've raised our match day prices. We've consistently got one of the highest average attendances in the league. So you would argue that all the 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 expected money mm-hmm. to have that competitive budget is there. And and I know people say, yeah, but you don't advertise how much you've got because you know that's that's. But at the end of the day, if you're even if you're running the football club as a business. Does it make more sense to negotiate, renegotiate, potentially lose out on on this person because you're trying to get the best value and end up with someone on this much less money, mm-hmm. but this much less quality? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's about how long you spend trying to get things over the line before the next best thing isn't available and you then end up losing your number one but having to settle for your number six because exactly. two, three, four and five have gone. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I completely agree. Uh, it's I think what's happening is that a lot of clubs this season, in this league especially, we all know that we are going to have media attention because of Wrexham. Let's be honest, it's going to be through the roof. Hey, it's going to be like... Mouse is coming to the county ground on Boxing Day. Yeah, I saw that. It's a bit of a trek, isn't it? I thought it was supposed to be local games. <laughs> well, they they consider it Wales and think Wales is close. They forget where right. in Wales and where in England we are. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, Liam's on mute. That's excellent. <laughs> we'll just you carry are, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll carry on. Carry on and talk. Yeah, go on. So you've got Wrexham on Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah, so Liam's right, though. It's... Everyone knows the attention's there. You know, we've all laughed and joked about it. it's going to be Rexford Salford on, on TV every single week. Um, but ultimately, they're just two teams in a league yeah. of, of, you know, 24. So I know. it's and it's it's two games a season. And then you yeah. you know you've got however many what is it, 44 other games to that affect the exactly. outcome. And that's kind of my take that you know, we we can only do you can only control what you control. You almost exactly. need to kind of let them get on with it. And, yeah. and you know, if, if they're going to, um, to I'm trying to think of a different word, mm-hmm. smash the league, uh, then, I, then I good for them. Um, but in the meantime, um, we'll see. So in the Am I, am I back, by the oh, way? Oh, Liam's back. Hi. Welcome that back, Yeah, apparently, I don't know what happened. Um but it's fine. No, the, the point that I was making on that was that I think a lot of clubs are banking on maybe a little bit of extra income because of TV games. And that's where I think they're getting this, this idea that they can maybe splash a little bit more cash. What I'll argue with on the Swindon point was, and I saw this argument between some Swindon fans the other day, Fife, was that they were used. Involved. You were. Um, <laughs> but you were on my side. You were. They were saying, obviously, about the inflated wages. That's because Michael Flynn's come out and said that that's part of the reason that you're struggling to get certain things over the line. Barrow aren't. Nope. You know, you've got all these clubs. Walsall aren't. Nope. Uh, I mean, you look at even in the National League. I know the National League is a bit different, but Rochdale have just signed a player that's good enough for this league. Yep. In Adam Clayton. These are players, and there are signings being made that you guys should be competing for. Barrow have signed, I think, three or four League One players. Yeah, 
I've made I've made this argument. If people that are saying about wait till the end when there's better value, apparently. Um, I I say if you look at the standard of transfer, and this is kind of the point I was making at the beginning, the standard of transfer, I can pick out a better starting eleven from players that have already moved in League Two than our current starting eleven. Which means yeah. if they're better, why are we not targeting these players? Exactly. Well, look, we could do a we could genuinely go two or three hours on Swindon. In, in we it. generally I, do twice a week. Yeah, and I I love coming on fools rushing. So before we move on to the Rose eggs, which is going to mm-hmm. be fun. Um, five, you tell everyone where they can find you when you're on. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, uh, so and tell us what you've got coming up as well. Yeah, Fools Rush In, uh, Monday nights, Friday nights from nine o'clock. Um, you can find us at Fools Rush In Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think we've got a TikTok account as well, although I don't do TikTok myself, so I'm not sure what goes on there. And uh, if, if I'm all right, 30 seconds just to, to plug, um, yeah. we're actually. Um, attempting our first ever live in-person show uh, the day before the season starts, Friday the 4th of August. Uh, 10 out of 12 of us, I think it is, are live in person with a, with a small audience. Uh, we're doing our normal panel show, quizzes. We're doing a Defend the Indefensible, which I know you'll love, Liam. And uh, we're also doing a, a charity auction. We're very fortunate. We've, we've got think, the Swindon Town even have got involved. They've donated a, a season ticket to the charity auction. Um, all to try and raise money for British Heart Foundation. Um, so uh, we're, we're very grateful to everyone who's already got involved with that, with, with donations that we can auction off and, and such like. And we're looking forward to it. It's, it's a bit nervous, obviously, doing it in person as opposed to online where you're safe behind your laptop. But uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I, I can't wait for it. I'm coming down for it. Um, and what, what I'm going to say is anyone who's listening who has anything football-related that, you know, you maybe think could be could be brought, uh, given as a donation, anything like that, let us know. I'm sure Ryan will tweet out about the event and how people can get involved because it'd be great. I'm going down. I can't wait for it. It's going to be good. Yeah, and, and the thing um, is, for any any sort of Swindon-based or football fan around Wiltshire area listening to this, we haven't put a price of tickets because we're, we're very conscious of cost of living at the minute. So we've, we've set up a Just Giving page, and we said any donation you, you're comfortable making, whether it's 50p to £50, if you can make a donation towards our Just Giving page, then drop one any member of Fools a message and just let us know how many tickets you want, and we'll allocate them to you. Cracking. Um, Hannah, do you want to segue us into the, the final thing? We've brought in producer well... Grant for it. Grant's Grant's emerged. I think he got bored of waiting, quite honestly. <laughs> I, I no, I dragged him in. Um, I dragged him in. So right, great right producing it. today, by the way. Some very assertive producing. Grant. Active producing. This is it. Although he, I, I, I try my best. I try, I try my best. I, I didn't know I could unmute myself on this one. It's not on a, It's not on my thing. I. <laughs> nah, it's been good fun. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed cool. little things at me as well. Enjoy it. Yeah. Remember who your friends are now, Grant. Yeah. I think this might be a Hannah versus Liam Rosad. Yes, it may be. So who, who, who wants to go first with Rosie? Do you want me to go, Hannah? Do you want me to do yeah, mine? Yeah, you go first. I'm in the mood for an argument. Okay. So my Rose is quite simple. Now, it's fully grown adults wearing <laughs> football shirts at non- <laughs> football related things so i'm talking about i'm going to give a perfect example bradford's kit came out last week and i drove past the pub in bradford it was a lovely day two blokes must have been in the late 40s standing in the new bradford shirts in a beer garden having a drink 
you look ridiculous. And first of all, first of all, it's in hoops, which doesn't flatter the fuller <laughs> gentleman. Let's be absolutely honest. Um, but no, I, I don't look if you're doing something active, fine, that's what they're kind of made for. But just standing around in a pub when you're a fully grown adult and wearing a football shirt and there's no games on, I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit embarrassing. So for me, wearing football shirts outside of football or outside of any sport related activity, get in the bin. Um, as a fully grown adult, currently wearing a football shirt, not <laughs> not to a game. Um, although I would, you know, say that I'm lucky enough to support a club that has vertical stripes rather than horizontal stripes. So but you've worn it for a reason, Hannah. You wore tonight's for a reason to show us the kit. This That's... this is true. I do, in fairness, I do, I do not normally um, wear football kits apart from at football games, but. I, you know, respect anyone else's right to do so. It, I think Grant pointed out, but I was talking to someone earlier on as well, and they were like, well, they wash easily. You don't have to iron them. They dry quickly. Um, I appreciated wearing one in the 30-degree heat of Pinatar on Friday, even though, I mean, it was a football game, so it was also fine by your standards. But it was, you know, breathable and sweat-wicking and, you know, all of that stuff. And how else would people know who to kick off with at the airport if there weren't people wearing football shirts to go on aeroplanes? Do you not chant at the airport? Because I chant. Um, I do only on special occasions. But here's but but what you've just said that you've you've agreed with me. You're going to disagree with me, but you've agreed with me by saying I don't no, wear them at football. I like, only wear them at football events. <laughs> I just don't. But I don't like if I don't if I drove past a pub in I don't know Hazel Grove with a load of city supporters outside it, not on a match day. I don't think I'd think that was odd or unusual at all. You'd you'd call them names. I where do you draw the line on it? City fans, but not because well, like, in Stockport, but not because of them wearing shirts. <laughs> Where do you draw the line on it, Liam? Is it all right to, to go to Asda if you're having a chill day at home and then <laughs> it's like Sunday, you're like, right, relax day. Do you know what? I need to go and get the weekly shop in and you go, right, I'm gonna go down to Asda and you're wearing your top and Does do you it... take it off? Do you change it into something else? No, or no, do you no, go, no, no, no. And I'm going to Asda in my kit. No, for, for me, the issue comes from going to things like social events in a football shirt when you're not going to football. That's what I mean. Like going to going down to the pub and standing in a beer garden. I yeah, just, but he was I just, pride, he was just proud of his new shirt. But he's he shouldn't like, have looked in a mirror. Maybe been to like queue up for hours, like the people at Edgley Park this morning, and got their kits, and they're standing out on Castle Street on the pedestrianised bit. And they look, and, all. No. and they look ridiculous and all. They look ridiculous and all. Go it's on, Pfeiffer. This might surprise you, but I have an opinion. <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to go one better for you, Liam. So you're going to hate this. I completely disagree. I think people can wear football shirts whenever and wherever they like. The only time they can't really wear them is for formal occasion. Um, but I'm going to go one better. So some some people know um, I'm also quite involved with a with an online. Uh, historical champ manager gaming uh, sort of group. <laughs> and to the point we, we've generated our own league and, and it's streamed twice weekly and stuff. I've got two custom made kits for my championship winning team from that that I wear out in public. 
Right, so Fifey is my new Rosé. <laughs> Fifey can get in the bin in general. And, and do you know the worst part? I've I've designed overlays for his league. <laughs> nope, Fifey get in the bin. Um, we'll do a vote at the end. Anna, what's yours? Mine's um, fans over-celebrating at football games that make no difference whatsoever. So I don't know. I'm trying. I was trying to think of a non-Mansfield related. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call it as it is. This is a direct dig at Russell from Mansfield for knee sliding an equaliser. Yeah, yeah. One a one all equaliser, like late mid season. No kind of no point to it whatsoever. Pete yeah. Wilde also first game of the season um, against us. Celebrating like he'd won the league. No, no, I can't buy that one, Hannah. Pete Wilde. That was a well-deserved celebration from Pete Wilde. No one expected. When you look at the league predictions that everyone put out last season, everyone had Stockport at the top and Barrow to get relegated. For Barrow to come out and absolutely smash you, the first right, game of the season. Let's get back to Mansfield. Was, get back to Mansfield. That was <laughs> huge. So that was well a well deserved celebration. From and Pete actually, he, he's not a fan. And ben, so I realised as I was saying, and Ben Whitfield, that I couldn't have it. Um, oh yeah, I'm, Ben Whitfield. I'm going to abstain from commenting on this one, and it will make sense when I give mine. Oh. All right. right. So, so on that as well, I didn't know, but Pete Wilde apparently there's an issue between certain people at Stockport and no, Pete really? Wilde. No. Yeah, which because I I always said that Pete Wilde I think will be the next that will Stockport will be his next role. Yeah. But apparently, people who know people at the club have said absolutely not. There's some yeah. someone at the club I don't know who it is. Yeah. So there's a, there's an issue there. So maybe that was part of it because he did the same against us. I think three mm-hmm. games in or two games in, he celebrated. He was gesturing up to our directors because he almost had the Bradford job before Mark Hughes and didn't right. get it. So I think Pete Wilde's just very passionate and he, he's like, he, he sticks it to clubs that he don't like. Um, mm-hmm. So you're you're going with over-celebrating. Yeah. Okay. Right, Fifey then. Um, so mine's kind of linked. Uh, and by the way, when I got asked to do a rose you could have done a whole... i got so many. Yeah. So, so many. Yeah, yeah. But I've... <laughs> I've actually opted for can we can we put in the bin booking players for over celebrating? Yes. Uh, and by that, I mean we all say, fans everywhere say we want characters in the game, but the emotion is being sucked out of it. So if you know it's a it's a high pressure game, and even if it's a last minute equalizer, if a player wants to jump into his own fans, no problem with it. If a player wants to take his shirt off, no problem with it. If he's if he's got a new baby or he wants to say R.I.P. to a friend and expose a vest, no problem with it. As long as he's not running to the opposition fans and, and making obscene gestures to them, I have no problem with them showing passion for scoring a goal. Uh, so when I was looking into my over-celebrating of fans, I read into FIFA Law 12, which is the, <laughs> one, <laughs> the one that you're talking about. Um and yeah, like you know, it talks about excessive time wasting, uh, like choreo- choreography, and you know. But what you're talking about is largely spontaneous and, yeah. and joyful. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, they they add on sort of thirty seconds for a celebration. So if it goes on a bit longer, 
just add the extra 15 seconds on again. They never add exactly the amount of time it's out of play anyway. Like whipping your shirt over your head and, and running around to, to show your best doesn't take any longer than unless you trip. And, you know. no, I think I think we're talking about two separate things here and both of them can get in the bin. I think we're talking about, I don't have an issue with players over celebrating because they've worked their asses off to get that last minute equal. Like, that's for me is fine. And that, that's a passion thing. I think with Hannah's, we're talking about, and we both saw it in our games and it, it, is, it was Mansfield, unfortunately, but... They both they scored late goals in both our games, and we we're talking about fans invading the pitch for a last minute equaliser. Fans and, should never invade the pitch. No, and knee sliding by the yeah. corner flags and things like that. That's that for me was you know you can celebrate fine, but invading a pitch and knee sliding and acting like you've just won the FA Cup final because <laughs> you've equalised against a League Two side and then gone on to miss out on the playoffs is a little bit embarrassing. So I, I agree. I think both of them. Are separate things. One of them's okay. The other one for me isn't at all. Grant, what do you think about Fifey's? I, I, I totally agree with Fifey's. Um, I love when you see players getting really caught up in it. It's just you know, it's a showing of passion for what they've done. You see, if you've mm-hmm. got a centre back who's went and scored his first ever goal yeah. after like an eight-year career, he's gonna go mental. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Cracking. Excellent. What's yours then, Grant? I feel like mine's a little bit more serious than, than everyone's. I know we, we always have like a weird blend. That's where uh, Grant brings in sexual predators in football. <laughs> no. <laughs> sexual predators. No, no, it's not it's not that or curly worlies. Um no, mine's Wait, is, before mine's you move is... on, Grant, what's your Grant? Tell everyone how you say sideways. Sideways. <laughs> That can get in the bin and all. Sidey ways. Sidey men as well. Sidey men. Sidey men. So mine is betting companies being involved in football sponsorship. Um, front of shirts is the main one that absolutely um, rails me up. I'm trying not to swear on this podcast. <laughs> um you're seeing clubs again this season. They're bringing out their new strips. They're putting sports betting companies right across the front. And the most hypocritical one that I can see of the whole lot is Brentford. They've done a great thing. They've brought in a two-year two strip, which I think is fantastic. I'm helping families who can't afford to buy strips every year, yep. but they have plastered Hollywood bet across the front of it. Which the kids can't have on their kit. Kids can't have on their kit, but the irony behind it is everything that's gone on with Ivan Tony. Yep. He's now going to come back from his suspension and have to wear the Brentford top, which has Hollywood bet on the front. If I was him, I would just go full Samuel Bisanya and just tape over. I was just gonna say that. You've got to just tape over the whole lot. The next one that really annoys me is the EFL have agreed a new five-year deal mm-hmm. with their title sponsor, Skybet. Yep. When, yes, shirt um, banning of betting companies is coming in in a couple of years on shirts, this is a five-year deal that the EFL have put in. For that, get rid of betting companies, all the social problems it brings with it. Get that in the bin for me. Yeah. They've also just, as well, whilst announcing the five-year deal, 
they've announced an inquiry into Harry Chapman at Bradford mm -hmm. who five years ago or six years ago when he was at Blackburn has apparently placed a bet. Yes. He's front of shirt sponsor was a betting company. He signed from a club whose front of shirt sponsor was a betting company. These are young players. I think at the time he was 19 years old. These are young players who were impressionable. They've got money for the first time. You know, these are the first big money deals, really. Let's be honest. Look, League Two, League One football isn't huge money. It's bigger money than any of us earn. You're talking three, four grand a week in some clubs. What is he going to do? You're essentially told, go out and make this company look good. Get everyone to think that this company is amazing. They should go with this company. People should bet with this company. What are you doing betting with that company? Like they're literally saying, mm -hmm. what are you doing betting with this company? You can't do that. It's it's like trying to get you wouldn't work for a company that sells alcohol and talks about how amazing alcohol is if you didn't drink alcohol because of well, whatever, let's say whatever reasons you have, if you genuinely were against it or you weren't allowed to drink alcohol, you wouldn't go out and and advertise it. I work for a company that deals with marketing. And the guys who run the company, who own the company, are from a Muslim background. We don't work with alcohol companies and gambling companies because it's against religion. We wouldn't be forced to do it. Grant's spot on with it. I think it's probably the easiest one we'd ever have with that. I think he knew that. That's why he's done it. He thought, I can get an easy rose. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, any, do you two have any specific feelings about it? Any Anything different? No, no I, Oh, go on, Hannah. No, I was say, I yeah, I I don't I don't drink, and but it at the same time I it wouldn't bother me to wear a football shirt. But if it, it was, you know, for religious reasons, I think that's completely different. And you know, mine's a choice, and you can argue that religion's a choice as well. But you know, often it's something that you're born into, and it, it's part of your sense of self and and your kind of intrinsic culture and what you believe in. Um, I don't know what. How do they see? Can you always buy? I think I remember looking at them for some buying someone a West Ham shirt in America a couple of years ago. Can you always buy a version that doesn't have even in adults? You can buy one that doesn't have the shirt sponsor on. I don't think it's at every club. I know, I think, is it Watford that announced last week with their new shirt that you could get it with or without the sponsor? Right. Um, I don't think I'm it's just, ever. I'm just because I've bought, I've had to buy Sophie an adult's shirt this afternoon because she's aged out of the kids' ones. Yeah. Um, so I just wondered what that kind of threshold was as well. Oh, it's interesting. Fifi, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, I completely agree. Um, I understand that it's the betting companies, it's the alcohol companies that are willing to put the most money in because they know the benefits of that sponsorship and, and how much it highlights it. But I think anything that anything that you can't replicate on an adult shirt to a kid's shirt so that it's the same, you shouldn't be having anyway. If it's not suitable for the audience, yeah. it doesn't belong there. Because it draws more attention to it, doesn't it? If you're a child and you're yeah. sat there looking down at your shirt and it's got no sponsor and you yeah. see them with it, you're going to question it? Why isn't my shirt the same? Yeah, as as a child that is, let's say my kids, my kids are sort of ten and eleven. They they have Bradford shirts. They don't know what JCT six hundred is. Like they I don't, don't know what JCT six hundred. Well, it's, it's a car company based yeah, in Bradford. Out, I don't know. I think to be fair, I'm, I'm not one hundred percent sure myself, but it's a JCT company, I think. 
it's not it's cars. They do cars. Um, but I don't know if they're just based out of Bradford or not. But it's a local. It is a local company. Um, but if my kids didn't have JCT six hundred, they'd ask what JCT six hundred is. So I think it's probably a little bit counterproductive by having it available to rip off the front of the shirt. You know, because it's gonna make a difference. It is a different shirt, and it's gonna raise questions from kids who are then gonna learn what these things are but yeah you, you can't ask somebody like hannah you said you don't drink but can you imagine if you did drink you had to advertise alcohol but you weren't allowed to drink mm. that, uh, and, and if you did drink you got in trouble even though you spent all week advertising it it's yeah yeah um well look let's uh let's vote I'm not even going to ask you about mine because you're all just going to disagree because I think you all just like disagreeing with me. So that's fine. No, no. So I'm my one... here in a football shirt. I'm like, yes, the... yes, yeah, you've got reasons to. You've got reasons to. You wouldn't wear a football shirt in the reasons I gave. <laughs> so I'm going to have a guess. I'm going to say yes. You're all going to say no about wearing football shirts in in public settings that are not to do with football. Is that right? Yeah. No. Disagree. <laughs> Liam. Right. Hannah, we'll what was yours? Our, we'll lose our um, clean, explicit rating. <laughs> Hannah's um, was knee my... slides. Hannah's was <laughs> knee slides. Yeah, she got yeah. no argument. Knee slides. Yeah. Get into Rosehead. Rosehead's massive at this point. Right, look, they go in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that? What is that? Did people be knee sliding in Rosehead? Yeah, but there won't be much room carried soon. It's going to be uh, it's getting pretty busy in there. Grant, are you putting knee slides in uh, all the celebrated fans? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can I put it in row double A? Row double A. Right behind row Z. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm I'm putting the caveat in. If it's got to the point of a pitch invasion knee slide, yes, in the bin. If they're if they're celebrating. Excitedly in the stands now. Do what you no, like. No, no, I'm but not. That, that's about. not over celebrating though. At that point, that's just celebrating. Over celebrating is where you cross that line. If you of... cross the line, then yes, yeah. in the bin, hundred percent. Literally the line onto the ground. Disproportionate, <laughs> uh, celebrating. Yeah. If your players, if you, if you're at a point where you're on the pitch and your players are celebrating less than you, <laughs> you cross the line. <laughs> you, you are at that point in the wrong. Um, so yeah, Hannah's is in. Fife, yours. Players getting booked for celebrating. Yeah, for yeah. me that's in. <laughs> Get it in. Yeah. Yes, I made it. Um, I'm glad well, I picked that one over my other five that I wrote. <laughs> I just I I think of them throughout the week. I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm starting to run out, so I may need to borrow some off your face. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, no worries. My loads. You can just you know have one a week. Uh, we'll 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 get them to contribute one as well. Grants uh, again for me without question. Grants goes yeah, in. It's yeah. not even it's not even an argument. And yeah, I think you'll struggle. You'll probably find one person that'll argue, and that's someone who works for a betting company to maybe you know put things out there about. Football. I actually know someone who who works for a very well known betting company who says that his company should be nowhere near football shirts. So interesting. <laughs> well, Look, we've we've reached the end. It's been fun. Grant, have you enjoyed producing? It's been phenomenal. <laughs> and Fife, have you enjoyed being a guest? I've, once? I've, I've, ever since I knew this was a thing, I was hoping I would get an invite on. So I'm absolutely buzzing to have made it, and I hope that I get a second invite at some point. 
when Swindon are a 22nd in January. Looking forward to it immensely. We will have you on to talk about the sheer... For a full, for a full rendition of The Great Escape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just you chanting it as you go four, <laughs> as you go four nil down at home to Accrington. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you all in a couple of weeks. You will. And you'll see me in person down at uh at the Indeed. event as well. So yeah, five thank you for coming on. No, Hannah, thank you for the invite. Hannah, do what you need to do to say goodbye. Oh, I do with the ending bit. I've just um, back. can I just point out for anyone watching on YouTube, that's baby sick on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it a while back and thought, oh, it's going to look really bad because we're going on YouTube now. <laughs> I hadn't noticed it at all, but my laptop screen's so dirty that I probably would have just assumed it was on there. Um, anyway, <sighs> on that note, we'll be back next week with um, a less special, normal podcast talking about transfers up to now. And pre-season, there'll be even, have been even more pre-season games by then. I mean, we could have talked for ages about Peterborough beating Eastham 7-1. I didn't even know they played. <laughs> yeah. They haven't conceded a goal in two pre-season games. Yeah, well, Cabbage well, Manga well. got, a, got a hat-trick. And, and we didn't do County and Lincoln either. We can maybe touch no, on that. We, we can do that because I don't know whether the episode with the Stacey, you were going on the Stacey West podcast to talk yeah. about it. And if that's not yeah. happened yet, I don't want to steal his thunder. Oh, no. Yeah, well... Because he'll sack us. Yeah, can't have that. Yeah, and <laughs> won't comment on anything Lincoln related for fear of my employment. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.